Colin Baxter in the morning. All right, good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today's Wednesday. It's June the 30th of 2021. Glad you guys have decided to wake up and start your day with us on National Meteor Day. Meteor. Yeah. What do you say, meteor? Meteor. How do you say it? A meteor. A meteor is going to come get us. Watch out. Here comes a meteor. Is right. That, is that what you say? Or a meteor, meteor, right? Meteorite. I don't know. It's a meteor. A meteor. Now none of it sounds It's hard right. to say that. No, it's not hard to say it. Meteor. Meteor. It's a meteor. Meteor sounds like something like you're going to brag about beef or something. Oh, it's meteor. Yeah. I don't, yeah. Meteor. It's a meteorite. It's meteorite. a meteor. It's going to hit the earth, right? Mm. That was my concern as a kid. Oh my gosh, the story's true. It's going to hit the earth. We're all going to go. Yeah. It's also social media day. You can remember all of your socials, of course, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Back in the day was MySpace. Well, and you have Tinder now. I have Tinder. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Not very social on there. I can't even get people to swipe on me on Tinder at this point. Uh, Also, National Corvette Day. And it makes me go back and think about uh, my dad before he passed away. I was like two, but he had a Corvette. Mm -hmm. So I've always wanted to own a Corvette. Because it was the car my dad had, and you know, my grandfather was supposed to keep my Corvette or my dad's Corvette, but he was trying to tell me that, you know, maybe in 16 years the value wouldn't be the same. But I was mad at him for not keeping what it. What color was it? Uh, black. It was a black uh-huh. Corvette. And then my stepdad, I had a stepdad for about, uh, I don't remember how long, a little bit. He had a white one. Okay. So I've always maybe wanted one. one day it'll happen. So I test drove one one time. I was at a car dealership trying all these different cars, and they had a yellow one. Uh, but at that point, it was probably about, I don't know, 15 years old or something like that. And Leslie was like, you know, even though this is a Corvette, I don't know if yeah. this is the right Corvette for us yeah. as a primary vehicle. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if we have a primary vehicle and it's her vehicle, why can't I have a fun vehicle? Yeah, sure. Like a little Corvette. Mm-hmm. The thing that was the stopper on it was the fact that um, it almost looked like one of those cars uh, from the movie cars. You know how like when you would start it and like the lights would come up? <laughs> Yes. That was the that was a no go for her. Mm, yeah. Because she thought it looked a little bit more dated because it went Yeah. The headlights would come up and mm-hmm. come on, whatever. But anyway, uh Corvette, National Corvette Day. Also the Corvette Museum in Bowling Green, Kentucky. You know? Oh. I've been to Bowling Green multiple mm. different times. Do you remember they had the sinkhole in the Corvette Museum? I I don't remember. Yeah, that. so it formed inside the museum and these expensive Corvettes that were like, you know, no telling how much money fell into the sinkhole. That's not good. Yeah, that was a big story. Hey, speaking of cars, though, um, hate to bring it up, a little bit of a sore subject, (laughs) but Herbie, your son's car, (laughs) Herbie, which went squeak, squeak. Uh, Did you ever figure out what it was? Well, it is now dropped off, and um, they are going to tell me today. Like, they're going to look at it today. Yeah. Because I had to get my car fixed, and I finally have my car back. Yeah. So then I had to drop the other one off. So I've been, like, jockeying cars. In case you missed it, in one weekend, Kelly uh, opened the hatch of her Jeep and backed out of the garage, and it got stuck in the garage door and ripped it. Uh, then she actually ripped off a side mirror on her husband's truck, and then she's been driving around in her son's car, Herbie, and, and Herbie's been like squeaking. 
and squealing going down the road. Yeah. So I, I saw a lot of people on social media were trying to say that Herbie might have had a problem with oh the belt. Oh, my goodness. Most people, and thank all of you that I didn't realize that many people cared about me. There was some a lot of people that were really nice telling me what they thought it was. Did you pay them? Uh, no, they just thought noise pollution. They were trying to better the city because that car was squealing so loud going down the road. <laughs> but yeah, most of it is um, is about the belt. Now, my high school basketball coach did ask me if it was the driver. Oh, I'm guaranteeing that's part of it. Just hush. why don't you just change the belt yourself and save yourself the money? You know, I thought about that. I thought about just looking it up on YouTube and, yeah. and trying to figure it out. Do you have one of those little things I can lay on, you know, that has wheels on it that you go under the car with? Oh, we can get one of those. Okay. So, as long as I have one of those. Yeah. We don't need to I've jack the car it. up. We'll just wheel you under there and see how that works out, right? We might need to jack it up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Let's not talk about any of this anymore. Anyway, good luck on the car. Let me know how much that's going to cost. I bet this whole week, I don't know, 1500 bucks in car repairs. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Joey's going to be loving you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for starting your day with Arkansas's morning show. This is Brandon Baxter in the morning. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1993, and Patti Loveless had the number one song in country music on this day. So blame it on your lying, cheating, cold, dead, beating, two-time and double-dealing, mean-mistreating, loving hard. from 93 28 years ago today this was the number one song in country music I was 16 years old man big fan of Patty Loveless chasing women and they were running a lot faster than me. my hair was flowing up it was a good look in 93 how about that are you here
Commandment on Your Heart, number one on this day in 1993. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, Wednesday morning has arrived, and we have arrived, and evidently you're with us as well. Either listening live or on the podcast, whichever the case may be. Shout out. What's up? Hey. Up in here? Mm-mm. All right. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry, well... She's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas! Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. Gotcha gossip today on Ariana Grande. I know you're never gonna wake up. I gotta give up, but it's you. I know I shouldn't ever call back. I'll let you come back, but it's you. There's a cool story. On Ariana Grande today, she's teaming up with BetterHelp to give away $1 million in free therapy. Uh, it's pretty cool because what she says in her Instagram post is that basically therapy shouldn't be something that only a, privil- a privileged few are allowed to have. Mm-hmm. That if you need therapy, you should be able to go and get therapy. I think that's really cool. So the idea behind this is they're going to take applicants and they're going to match them with licensed therapists in their own area. They'll get one month free and they'll get 15% off the second uh, month. So pretty cool thing right there you can find out more about that if you check out ariana grande on her social media but again she's teaming with BetterHelp to give away over one million dollars in therapy sessions gotcha gossip on gal gadot you know her best as wonder, wonder, woman. Woman. wonder woman and she is a real wonder woman gal and her husband welcomed their third baby their third daughter baby daniela joined sisters alma who is nine and four-year-old maya I guess probably Maya. But Gal announced the news on Instagram. And in the photo she posts, you can see her family of five just all hanging out in the bed together. She says, my sweet family, I couldn't be more grateful and happy and tired. We're so excited to welcome Daniela to our family. So congratulations to Gal Gadot on the birth of her third daughter. All right. Got your gossip today on Ronda Rousey. Come on now. So Ronda Rousey and her husband, Travis Brown, are expecting a baby, and they went and did the gender reveal on their social media. So if you haven't uh, checked it out, here's Ronda Rousey and Travis as they're walking through uh, their farm, which they call Browsey Acres. Here's Ronda Rousey. Our gender reveal is finally here. We didn't want to do anything that would set hundreds of acres ablaze. Or thousands even. Some people are idiots. We didn't want to do that. So we're keeping it simple. We're keeping it safe. We're keeping it browsy acre style. Oh. They're going into the teams right here. It's building up. They're showing an egg cracking. <laughs> and it's revealed that Ronda Rousey and Travis Brown are expecting a baby girl. Oh, wow. So it's a pretty cute video. You can check it out on all of Ronda Rousey's social channels if you want to see the video for yourself. And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we got you gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Working nine to five. What a way to make a living. So a lot of people work the nine to five, right? Whatever. Eight to five, some places. Some places even goes longer than that. But a new survey was asking Americans what they think about the way that the work week is laid out. Okay, And 66% of Americans say that they believe that we should go in and do a four-day work week, but 10-hour days. So as opposed to doing five eight-hour days, we would do four 10-hour days. Okay. 
We'd still get our 40 hours in, which, of course, the boss needs to make sure you work your 40 hours. I've got to get my 40 hours out of them. <laughs> which is silly. <laughs> Do the work and be done when the work is done. Don't just sit around. Yeah. How much wasted time is there in the Tons. office? And if you have to work more than 40 hours, that's cool, too, as long as you have the work to do. But don't just sit around. Yeah. You know, or walk around. Mm-hmm. Much so people here do. It's like, I think they're doing cardio. They do all this walking around here, just circling. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you, a hawk? What, have you found food? A dead, a dead rabbit? <laughs> yeah. It, it's a lot like that. But when I look at it and I think about it, like if people had the four day work week and then three days to recharge because you need a work day, like a day to kind of do work. You need a day to get ready to go back to work. It's that middle day. That's the sweet spot. Well, and it's it's a mental thing, too. So it's almost like you need to prepare your mind to go back to work. But like on my weekends, I have the honeydew list. You know, we need to mow the yard. I'm like, no, we don't mow the yard together. We need to take down this. Well, we don't do that together. So let me ask you something. If she quits saying we need, yes. would you do everything without complaining? If she was just like, this is what you need to do. No, that probably would not be the best so way to do that So it takes the sting out of it with her saying we need. That's what she's trying to do. That's what women do. Is there another way you'd like for her to say it? How could you approach that? You know, I'd really appreciate it if you would. Oh, uh, no, it doesn't work that, that way. That sounded sarcastic. No, it doesn't work, does it? Hmm. I'm not really sure how okay, to do I'm just that. curious. But anyway, there's uh, 66% of Americans who believe that we should go to that four-day, 10-hour day, day uh, but, work week. But what if we're already there? What's our, what, what's our, do we have another choice? So we're doing 10-hour days, right, five or day. six days a week. <laughs> <laughs> so is there another choice? I'm begging just to go down to 40 hours a week. <laughs> Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right. Thanks for getting up and starting your day with us. We're heading into the 4th of July weekend. Obviously, Sunday, we celebrate the 4th. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a party in the USA coming up on Sunday or on Saturday or all weekend. You know, patriotic. That's what I do. I mean, there's all kinds of good stuff we can do here, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You want me to stop, stop that one real quick? And I'm proud to be Is this a good one? An American, where at least I know I'm it's my good friend Lee Greenwood. It's a high school prom. It's a good it's one, song. It's a ride in a I mean, it's so coming up on Sunday, it's the 4th. With the stars and stripes. And, and the eagles fly. Here's the thing that's interesting about the 4th of July. A lot of people are trying to go out on the road this year, you know, because last year a lot of people kind of stayed home because of the pandemic, and now people are just trying to get out as fast as they can. And they're saying gas prices are going to hit a seven-year high. Of course they are. As we all want to hit the road and go mm-hmm. places, gas prices are going to skyrocket. <clears throat> and they're saying part of that is the fact that uh, it's not necessarily that there's a gas shortage, like the pipeline's not shut down again. But there's less people driving the big trucks because so many people were displaced when America kind of yeah. shut down. That a lot of people who who drive trucks and those big gas tankers 
don't have those jobs anymore. So get ready to see some gas prices Mm -hmm. continuing to rise. I've noticed that in the last couple of days, too. I'm one of the guys who will drive around town looking for the lowest price. Yeah, I'm just that person that'll go get gas. Yeah, but do you know? Do you do you have a standard place you go? Um, Like you typically go to the same one. Yeah, one or two. Mm -hmm. Do you have ones you don't go to? Nope. There's a couple I'm like, yeah, a little bit higher than the other ones. And I'm telling you, sometimes three or four cents makes a big difference in my life. It really does. So uh, there's also talk going on about uh, what people are going to cook on the Fourth of July. So many people Mm -hmm. grill. Yeah. On the 4th of July. And they say the average person, if they're going to have, you know, anywhere from five to 10 people over, they're going to spend close to 60 bucks on food. Hmm. Here's what the average uh, pickup looks like, right? They get two pounds of hamburgers plus some cheese and buns. They get uh, three pounds of pork. They do uh, chicken breasts as well on the grill, potato salad, beans, potato chips, some chocolate chip cookies for dessert, a little bit of strawberries and some vanilla ice cream. And maybe some some lemonade to go with it. That sounds good. I'll probably go out and just get, you know, a whole bunch of uh, beverages. That's the way you celebrate. That's the way I celebrate America. It's it's my freedom. Beverages. Freedom to go and celebrate some beverages. Uh I noticed I haven't been invited to any 4th of July parties as of yet. Because people are thinking that you would drink all of their beverages. That could be it. That's just the the story. But it's a challenge. I take the challenge. Of course. And here's the other thing about this since I haven't been invited. I'm thinking my email's down. (laughs) Because typically people invite people still by email. <laughs> All in America, dreaming in red, white, and blue. What? All in America, emails down. Dream as big as we want My to. texting is down too. We all get a chance. Everybody gets to dance. There you go, right there. The 4th of July weekend is coming up, and I still don't have any invites. I'm sure I'll get some, and I'll let you know which one I choose. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. So police in Waterboro, Maine, responded to a report of a stolen vehicle, and they stopped a guy who was walking nearby because they thought he was involved. Well, it turned out he wasn't, but there was a warrant out for his arrest because he'd been caught shoplifting from Walmart. Oh. So they took him to jail, and they booked him, and they let him post $200 in bail to get out. Well... He tried to post bail with counterfeit bills. Oh, god! So he handed them two $100 bills that weren't real. So they tacked on a forgery charge as well, and they took him back to his jail cell. So he, you know, it didn't work. No. He paid another $100 in bail to get out later that day, apparently with real money that time. But he's due in court next month. But speaking of trying to use counterfeit bills, a man was arrested and thrown in jail for making counterfeit money. And later, a reporter visited his cell for an interview and asked him, why did you make counterfeit money? Well, the man thought for a minute before he replied, and he said, because making real money is impossible. jeez. Oh, and there's no. even more proof that people are crazy. Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy yeah. birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Wednesday. It is June the 30th of 2021. Local birthdays. Local celebrities. Here we go. 
Happy birthday goes out to Sherry Mead, who celebrates her birthday today. Lena Hackworth, happy birthday. Amy Calderon of Jonesboro celebrates. Mandy Childress, happy birthday. Ariel Lunsford of Jonesboro is celebrating today. What about Lee Wimberly of Manila? Happy birthday, Coach. What's up, man? Happy birthday. Hope you have a great day. Uh, Crystal Kathy is celebrating a birthday today. Jennifer Hall of Wynn celebrates. And Blake Arrington of Gosnell has a birthday today as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Michael Phelps is 36 today. Of course, the Olympic swimmer. Yep. Cody Rhodes is 36, all elite wrestling. Hey, we had the chance to talk to Cody mm-hmm. Rhodes, uh, I guess it was a year ago. Yeah. Uh, he was on the show. If you want to go back, if you're a fan of Cody Rhodes, who is an AEW, used to be in WWE, that's up on the podcast in the archives, the Brandon Baxter in the Morning podcast. But happy birthday today to Cody Rhodes. The third American Idol, Fantasia, is 37. Mike Tyson is 55 today. As a matter of fact, Mike Tyson joins me in studio this morning. Mike, how are you? Hello, Brandon. I can't do it. I can't do it. I had it in my head and then it didn't come out right. Let me try again. All right, so Mike Tyson joins me in studio this morning. Mike, how are you this morning? Hello, Brandon Baxter. How's it going? I would like to be punched out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. Mike Tyson, 55 today. David Allen Greer is 65 today from In Living Color. And happy birthday today to Cole Swindell, who is 38. All right. You got me high on kisses. You got me missing signs. Hard looking left when my world is on my right. I got my shades on top back rolling with the music. Happy birthday to Cole Swindell, who turns 38 today. He's got a bunch of songs too. Cole Swindell, 38. But I'll drink to a country song, to another long work week gone. And I'll raise my glass to a long lost buddy I ain't seen. Happy birthday, Cole Swindell. In the middle of a dance floor all alone. In the middle of an old school country song. And of course, his current single is this one. Sitting over in the corner, baby, I saw pretty red lips working on a white claw. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend Cole Swindell, who turns 38 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So we're talking about the 4th of July and uh, PBR. I'm not talking rodeo. I'm talking Pabst Blue Ribbon. Oh. The beer. Okay. They have something pretty cool to celebrate the 4th of July. They're going to do um, a special beer deal around the numbers 1776. 
Okay. So history, 1776. They're going to actually have a giant uh, pack of beer that is 1,776 cans of beer. Okay. And it gets delivered via forklift. No. Yeah, like it would fill up the back of your truck. There's no way. Again, you go to the store and buy an 18-pack or a 30-pack. This is a 1,776-pack. And they're going to deliver it? It goes in the back of your truck. I mean, my goodness. Isn't that crazy? You want one, don't you? Oh, my gosh. Can you Brandon's imagine? Brandon's here. <laughs> they say it's the equivalent of, what is it, like 148 oh 12-packs? His, the, the back of his truck is, is kind of, you know, down to the ground. I want to see. Let's see. Let's go 1776 divided by a 30-pack. That's only 59 30-packs. What I mean, is that? It's like plenty. It's just like a month. Oh gosh. It's bad. <laughs> anyway, you can find out more. Paps Blue Ribbon has it all over their social media. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Here it is, Wednesday morning, and y'all, as always, mm-hmm. Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. We have Country Music News today on Luke Combs. Alright, so Luke Combs is sharing some new music this week on his social media. And the first song that he shared uh, was posted just last night. The song is called Good Old Days. It's an unreleased original from Luke Combs. And here is a sneak peek. that it's a performance video from luke combs it's called good old days and it's up this morning on the brandon baxter in the morning blog if you want to go and check it out we have country music news today on jimmy allen i wish i could go back to those days when the town was the whole world and love was the girl next door soundtrack was a song in the dark y'all I love it. Okay. He loves it so much. Jimmy Allen just released the gold edition of his collaboration project called Betty James. Well, one of the songs on the album features Keith Urban. It's called Boy Gets a Truck, which is a song that both of them have recorded before. But here is Boy Gets a Truck with Jimmy Allen and Keith Urban. Boy gets a truck, truck gets a girl, girl gets a midnight feeling. He's the one, one night turns to love, turns into one knee down, down painted on a three bedroom house, filled with the sound of a little feet. They sound good together too. It sounds really good, but it's called. Boy gets a truck. It's Jimmy Allen and Keith Urban. It's up on the blog if you want to check it out today. The Brandon Baxter in the morning blog. Also today, country music news on Alan Jackson. Yeah, we're down yonder on the Chattahoochee. You never do how much that muddy water meant to me. But I learned how to swim and I learned how to 
cool story. Alan Jackson went back to his hometown of Noonan, Georgia, and he wanted to raise money. There was a tornado that hit uh, their town in March, and he went back to do a benefit concert. And that concert raised over $2 million for tornado relief for Noonan, Georgia. So big shout out to Alan Jackson back home. Sometimes I wonder what I'm going to do because there ain't no cure for the summertime blues. I mean, that's a big deal. Two million bucks from a concert. Living on love, buying on time without somebody. Nothing ain't worth a dime. Alan Jackson. It's all right to be a little bitty, a little hometown or a big old city. Might as well share, might as well smile. Life goes on for a little bitty while. Some more Alan Jackson, maybe. Singing in the bars and chasing that neon rainbow. Living that honky-tonk dream Cause all I've ever wanted Is to pick his guitar and sound Alan Jackson raises two million bucks for his hometown Pour me something tall and strong Make it a hurricane before I go insane It's only half past twelve But I don't care Oh no It's five o'clock somewhere that's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the Morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. All right, we're joined this morning by Ashley Thrasher, who is on with us. Ashley, how are you this morning? I'm doing great. All right, so... What's happening in your world today? If we were to take a peek inside your house, what are we seeing today? Um, well, today, actually, we are getting ready to drop off the boxes for our um, stuffed animal drop that we're doing. And so it's looking really lovely around here. Um, <laughs> we've got the boxes. We're getting them wrapped and um, hopefully dropping them all off today. You know, it's kind of neat. You bring this up, and uh, when I first heard about this uh, deal you guys are doing, your family's kind of put together, I was thinking, wait a minute, they're raising, they're looking for stuffed animals, collecting stuffed animals for the Jonesboro Police Department. And at first, I was like, I don't really get it. And then when I was kind of clued in as to why you're doing this, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never thought that the reason was there quite like it is. But this is a great service to the kids in our community. Yes, um, and that's uh, another point that I've always thought about is a lot of people don't really think about this aspect into it. And um, for us, you know, it's kind of hits home because my fiance is a police officer. And of course, um, we're really close to a lot of the other police officers. So we kind of see what goes on and, you know, we hear the stories and Ever since I've gotten with him, he's always purchased these stuffed animals himself. And um, it really, you know, to hear the stories and stuff from when he has to hand these out, it really affects our family and it kind of touches our heart. Mm-hmm. And um, so we just really want to give back. I think that's one of the things when I, when I really thought about it and I was kind of dialing into the, the concept of it. So let's say there's something that's going on at somebody's home and it's a situation that nobody really wants to ever talk about. But the officer has to go in and while they're dealing with the situation, there's a child or a couple of kids over in the corner sitting on the couch in their bed uh, in their room crying because they're scared about what's going on because they're a part of something traumatic. And if an officer can walk to a kid and say, hey, buddy, here's a stuffed animal, uh, almost a companion during that time of need. I think that's really I think that's something that's really special that we can all as a community be a part of. 
Yes, yes, and that's um, and that's why we wanted to start this, uh, um, just to hear you know the stories from when he had to hand some of these out. Um, really breaks my heart, and my kids um, had heard the story, um, especially my oldest one. Uh, her daughter, my daughter, is Allie, and she's turning eleven. Right. So for her birthday, she actually had said one day we're in the car, and she said, "Well, how about I ask for stuffed animals?" Because he had just went and bought um, mm-hmm. six, and he was. You know, he sent pictures, and I showed her, and she's like, how about I ask for that for my birthday instead of gifts? And mm-hmm. that's kind of how it started, and it really touched my heart. And I was like, well, let's make it bigger, you know what I mean? Instead of just with our police officer, let's make it bigger and try to get as many as we can. So when these police officers go to these calls, and they're not going there for fun events. I mean, it's traumatic events that these kids have to go through. And he had said this um, statement once, and it really touched my heart. And he said, these stuffed animals can make a little kid's worst night of their lives just a little bit better. And that comment really just touched our heart, and we wanted to do more. We wanted to make sure that these officers have something for these kids, you know, to make these traumatic events, these scary events they're going to, and just a little better, you know, just, just something a little better for them. So as we look at this, and I'm sitting here going, oh my gosh, I want to go buy some today mm-hmm. because, I mean, I didn't realize the need was there. But uh, drop-off locations, that's going to be an important uh, component of what you're putting together is how can people go out and purchase a stuffed animal and get that to you guys? Okay, yes. Yeah, so and one big thing I want to stress, um, we really are asking for new stuffed animals. Um, and the reason why is just, of course, health reasons, sanitary reasons, um, allergy reasons. So try to make them new if we can. Drop off locations as of now. Um, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Thank you to you guys, everyone who has helped participating in this. I don't think anybody really understands how much this is really going to affect these children. But drop off locations as of now are Griffin Training Center, um, J Town Grill, Tyler Garnett State Farm, Hijinks Family Entertainment Center, and of course, I know Kiss FM, um, the radio, the radio station up there. You guys have uh, offered to make that drop off location. So as of right now, those are our drop off locations. I will have the boxes out today. Um, they will have signs on them. You can just go in, drop it off, um, and we really appreciate anybody that's wanting to give back. So can we brag on the people in your family real quick? Because obviously it's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty sweet family. Tell me about uh, the officer that serves our community. Um, his name is Zach Hobbs. Um, he's very wonderful. Uh, he really gives back a lot. Ever since we met, like I said, um, when he first showed me his patrol car, he opened up the trunk and he had this uh, big trash bag full of stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. And I asked what it was, and I thought it was really kind of cute. And then (laughs) as we were dating, I noticed every once in a while he would have to go buy more. And it's just kind of sad that I've seen how fast they would go. And he doesn't just hand them out just, you know, driving down the road. (laughs) It made me realize how many things he had to go to and how many situations he had to go to. And then so I started kind of making little bags for him with, um, crackers and drinks and a sucker and a, my kids wrote little notes into them so he can hand out to children or people that may need them. Um, but he really gives back and a lot of his officers that he works with just, you know, people think about teachers, you know, having to spend their own money and stuff like that. And a lot of people don't really see what all officers honestly do in their spare time and how much they give back. So I wanted to help them, um, to be able to, to, you know, 
give children something and, and just to help them out and to say thank you for everything they do in our community. But he's him and all the other police officers are just so kind and so patient and it's really wonderful to see what they all have to do and what they have to go through also. Well, then we have the two uh, the two little girls in the family. You mentioned Allie, who's 11, and you have a six-year-old too, right? Um, actually, Allie, yes, yeah, she's turning 11, and Leighton, um, he's my youngest little boy. He's turning six. Their birthday is like a week apart, so for their birthday party, and they're doing it at the Pocahontas um, Community Center, they're actually asking for stuffed animals instead of gifts this year. And awesome. um that was part of their idea. Allie started it and then Leighton wanted to follow along. And I just thought it was really sweet that um, that it was her idea. And it made me realize as a parent, I must be doing something right. But, um, yeah, she she also sees a need. I mean, she sees it herself. And I think it's nice, you know, just for kids to realize that there are other kids out there going through things. And we should just be a little bit more humble in life. There you go. It's Ashley Thrasher joining us this morning. There's a stuffed animal drive happening uh, for the Jonesboro Police Department to help out those kids who might be in those traumatic situations. And again, the radio stations, East Arkansas Broadcasters, K-Fine and KISS FM are going to be a part of that as well. A drop-off location if you want to stop right off of Parker Road and drop those off. And Ashley, I know you were a little bit nervous, but you did a great job. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. All right. Have a great morning. Bye, you too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. I joined this morning by Cody Walker at the Crowley's Ridge Nature Center. Cody, are you at work already? I'm at work. I'm here. I'm not quite awake yet, but I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we're not awake yet either, so that makes all of us. (laughs) Uh, Good morning. I appreciate you having me on this morning. Hey, man, we love to talk about the stuff that you guys do because I don't know if you realize this, but one of the frequent stops that uh, my son requests to make, my son's 11, about to be 12 in September, he loves going to the Crowley's Ridge Nature Center. Loves it. Good. That's what we like to hear. He was just there last week. He and my wife uh, went out there and spent a couple hours. I think they had a little picnic on the front before they uh, went inside. And then, I mean, it seems like there's always something to do and something to find out there at the Nature Center. Yeah, you bet. You know, we got a ton of stuff going on. Um, you know, as we were just discussing a second ago, we've had one of the busiest Junes that I, I can remember in the past 14 years uh, out here this past month. And uh, uh, we're hoping that continues out here through July. Um, so we got a lot of stuff going on uh, as far as like daily programs out here. Um, pretty much in July, it's, it's almost like a little cookie cutter schedule. So it's, it's a little easier to remember. So on Tuesdays uh, from one to two, we have nature bingos out here in the uh, uh, discovery room or in the meeting room. Right. And then uh, on Wednesdays in July, uh, Wednesdays, we've kind of held uh, separate to focus on some type of fishing. So uh, on the 7th, we have an introduction to smallmouth bass fishing, which there is a a registration required for that. Folks can call out here to the Nature Center at uh, 870-933-6787 and register for that uh, and get more information for it. Um, We also have a basic fishing clinic for kids. Uh, We did a, a... a fish camp in June that uh, had a lot of success, but we we held it to a certain age requirement. We had a lot of people calling us and asking us, you know, we want something for our younger kids. We want something for our younger folks. Yeah. Um, so that's what we did. Uh, we're doing so we're going to do a basic fishing clinic for kids on the 14th from one to three, 
And then uh, the next Wednesday, we have an outdoor skills day that's going to focus on casting. So we're going to have some casting games and, and let people test their skills that day. Yeah, that's smart. And my son has really started. It's weird. I go back to him, but he started fishing a little bit more over the last couple of weeks. You know, it's like one of those deals. You can wake up early on a Saturday morning and go fishing and just to have somebody there who can kind of give a little extra guidance, I think, is really neat. So that happens on Wednesday, uh, Wednesdays at the Nature Center. I'm seeing programming on Thursdays, too. Yep, yep. We've got stuff going on on Thursday pretty much every day. Um, so Thursdays uh, will be nature programs with, with a craft, accompanying craft, and those are always really popular out here. Um, we've, we've packed that uh, meeting room before doing all kinds of various crafts. Um, so that's on Thursday. And then on Fridays, we have uh, our Fishing Friday. And that's one of our most popular uh, um, uh, summer programs that we do in, uh, in June and July, where you actually meet up at uh, 9.30 to 11 over at Craighead Forest Park at Access 5. There's a community and fishing pond over there. Yep. And Game and Fish stocks it at uh, various times throughout the year, so it's got lots of catfish and, and bluegill in it. So we encourage folks to come out that on fr- uh, out to that on Friday mornings, and we provide fishing poles, we provide bait, and uh, we provide a lot of experience. And just a re- it's a really good time. Uh, there's, a, I think, two Fridays ago, there was a gentleman, uh, gentleman and his son out there, and that young man caught a, a five-pound bass out of that pond. It was oh, a crazy wow. thing. I mean, uh, <laughs> I, he was, I think I was more excited than the kid was, yeah. uh, but it, it was so cool to see uh, his face light up when we finally landed that big five pound largemouth. I mean, that, that just made his summer, I think. And it made mine too. It was really, really cool. Again, Cody Walker joins us from the Forest L. Wood Crowley's Ridge Nature Center. Uh, programming on Saturdays too, it looks like there's a creature feature coming up. Yeah, yeah, we do creature features. Uh, we do those every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. Um, we'll highlight some sort of uh, native species found here in Arkansas, and usually it's uh, uh, with a live animal. So we'll carry around a snake, or we'll do an Owls of Arkansas program, or we'll talk about the American alligator and get out our alligator. So the creature features on Saturday mornings um, at 10 o'clock, those are all about live animals. And then we also do feeding frenzies out here every day at 3.30. Uh, so you can come out and see uh, some of the native native uh, education animals that we have, uh, watch them get fed. And we've also got some other stuff coming up on Saturdays. Uh, at the end of the month, Miss Elizabeth, the other educator out here at the Nature Center, she's got a, uh, a Nature Center cleanup, uh, and that's going to be on July 31st from 930 to 11. So you can call out here to the Nature Center, again, 870-933-6787, and you can ask to speak with Miss Elizabeth, and she can help uh, get you lined out on that if you'd like to help uh, clean up the facility grounds out here. And then that afternoon, um, and you can also contact Elizabeth on this one, she has a Gardening 101 uh, native plant. So it's going to be that that seminar, that's from 1 to 4 on July 31st. So that program's going to be all about native plants in Arkansas and how you can grow them in your yard to attract native wildlife. For the people, and we hear this from time to time, who are like, oh, I don't know what to do with the kids. You know, we have them all summer, or it's a weekend with the kids. There's always something going on at the Crowley's Ridge Nature Center. Always. It seems like every day, especially in the summer. Um, you know, we've got programs every day. We've got stuff going on on Saturdays. And, you know, outside of our programs, if, if uh, you know, you've never visited the Nature Center, there's just always something to do. We've got yeah. activities down in the discovery room that uh, families with their with their smaller children can participate in. There's live animals all around the facility to look at. There's all types of interactive exhibits. We've got a, a movie that's almost like a little miniature IMAX movie theater that has all kinds of special effects in there. So when it rains on the on our movie, it actually, you know, mists in the movie theater. Yeah. And when an earthquake comes on the movie, it actually shakes the movie theater. <laughs> so it's 
you know, there's a lot of stuff out here to do. If, if you're looking for something uh, to do with your family or you're just wanting to get out of the house for an hour or two, come out and see us at the Nature Center. It's a great place to beat the heat and cool off this summer. Yep, highly recommended. Again, my family loves going out there. And hey, we appreciate your time this morning. If people want to find out more about the schedule, where's the best spot for them to grab that schedule? Uh, they can go to our Facebook page at Forest Wood Crowley's Ridge Nature Center Facebook. Um, and uh, they can go on there and see all of our different event flyers. Uh, they can obviously call us out here at 870-933-6787, um, and we'd be more than happy to fill them in on what we've got going on this summer. There you go, man. Lots of stuff going on, and a great job this morning. Hey, I appreciate it. We appreciate you uh, helping us promote this stuff. All right, have a great week, man. All right, you too. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. All right, Gina Winchester joins us this morning. We wanted to talk to her about all things happening with the A-State Red Wolves Foundation and Helmets and Heels for A-State football, which is coming up on the 29th of July. Hey, Gina, good morning. How are you? Well, I am great, Brandon. Thank you for having me this morning. Hey, it seems like uh, your your world is a little different. Obviously, anytime you see administrative changes uh, in athletics with the new uh, the new AD Tom Bowen coming in, there's some different changes going on throughout the entire uh, program at Arkansas State, and some exciting times happening with the foundation. Yes, and we've got a great leader in Tom, and looking forward to a great football season. And that's what we're going to do: is kick it off with helmet and heels, July the 29th. Yeah, so Helmets and Heels is a fun event for uh, people to go out and learn more, especially the ladies can learn more about football and kind of hang out. There's vendors. It's really grown over the years, Gina, because when I first did Helmets and Heels, it, it was you know inside Centennial Hall, and uh, you know we had the football team out there, and we had the coach out there, and they were running through how to, how to operate the offense and the defense. And I noticed as time went on, it kind of skewed into more, hey, let's have fun on game day and get dressed up and look cute, too. Absolutely. That is a big draw for the ladies. They can learn a little bit about football and have a little shopping and social hour and meet the uh, uh, football coaches and the head coach this year. Yeah, and here's what's wild, Gina, because I I mean, I know you get to see Coach Butch Jones on a regular basis. Uh, Kelly and I have had the chance to have him on the show a number of different times, and he's been really nice to us. But as of yet, because of the pandemic, we haven't met him in person. Wow. Okay. Well, they'll get to absolutely meet him in person he's going to lead the uh, program at seven o'clock that night and then the, he'll induce introduce his uh, assistant coaches and his staff so it's going to be a great event yeah and the neat thing about this is if you're um, a woman who is just looking to get out of the house and i notice that sometimes that happens it's like the girls get to go out there's some good food you have some drinks over there if you want and you get to laugh and the the idea behind this is it's a fun night to get ready for a state football as we kind of gear up for it but it's not just football talk. I mean, it's you know, there's going to be laughter and there's going to be some jokes and there's just going to be a lot of fun. Yes, we're uh, going to have some games for the ladies to participate in and also learn a little bit about football. And then they'll have that free shopping where they can shop tailgate uh, merchandise uh, for the different vendors that will be in the uh, suite. And then um, we'll have the social hour. There'll be a little bit of appetizers and food, but the most uh, important thing is that they'll get to meet the head coach, Butch Jones, and his staff. And if people want to get tickets, Gina, is there a way that they can get tickets online? Well, yes, there is. You can go to, they can go to the Red Wolves Foundation website. That's www.redwolvesfoundation.com. Click on the link Donate Now, and then scroll through the options 
of payments for helmet and heels. And then another um, uh, nice feature is that we are uh, allowing the A-State employees and staff and faculty uh, to get a $5 discount. So they can just enter in that uh, $5 discount uh, and just put in $55 when they go online or just call the Red Wolf Foundation at 972-2401 and we will fix them up. Yeah, I can speak just from the firsthand experience of once you're there and you're a part of that event. That's a fun event. There's a lot of laughter and it's a great time to socialize. And again, if you work hard all week, either in an office or Mm -hmm. taking care of the kids and you're just looking for a reason to go out with the girls, it's a lot of fun. Helmets and Heels again happens on July the 29th. And the cool thing about this too, Gina, is, you know, I mentioned when I first started that it was in uh, Centennial Hall. The setting now inside the Johnny Allison Tower is beautiful. Yes, I'll have the view of the great Allison Field and uh, be able to see the waterfalls. We'll have those going on as well. And um, we would like to remind everyone the event starts at 5 o'clock for check-in. So they will check in there in the lower concourse outside the elevators to the towers at Johnny Allison Tower and check off their name. We're not issuing tickets, but we will have a guest list. So just be sure that they... Pre-buy their tickets uh, at $60 or $55 if they're an A-State employee, faculty, staff, uh, and they and that's pre-orders. Right. They need to have all their tickets purchased before the event, and the day of the event, the ticket price goes up to $75 for everybody. You mentioned... So, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, we're encouraging everyone to go ahead and pre-buy their tickets so we can have their name on the guest list and have everything ready to go. They will receive a little swag bag at the um, outside the elevators after they check in, and then they can start heading upstairs to pre-shop and have the social and get ready for Butch Jones to start the program at 7 o'clock. You mentioned a few minutes ago that there were going to be uh, vendors out there. And, of course, everybody who goes to A-State football games wants to have the, the latest gear and, and to look good because it's a social event and we post the stuff on social media and all of that stuff. Uh, if somebody is a, a vendor who has never been a part of Helmets and Heels, but they would love to, to have a display up there and let people see what they have to offer, is there a way that vendors can get involved? Yes, they need to call the Red Wolf Foundation. At 972-2401. We are already filling up fast. We've already got half of our vendor spots filled. Awesome. If they want to participate, they need to make the request with me and uh, call the Red Wolf Foundation. And we will give them a pre-tour of the area where they will be setting up so they'll have an idea of, uh, of the spacing. Awesome. And, and they will be able to enjoy the event as well. After the, the ladies shop from five to seven, they can also come down and enjoy the program and meet Fitz Jones and his staff as well. Again, Gina Winchester joins us from the Red Wolves Foundation. Helmets and Heels is happening on July the 29th. And hey, we appreciate all the work you do, Gina. I know that uh, you know, you've seen an expanded role with the new administration and uh, we're proud of the work that you have done and proud of the fact that you got that recognition with Tom Bowen. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me uh, on the radio today. And we look forward to everyone coming out and supporting Helmets and Heels and A-State football. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club, powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by the Jonesboro E911 director, Jeff Presley, on his final day with 911. It is the final day. It's been a it's been a great ride, you know. At almost twenty nine years now, 
I uh, don't know where the time went, but it's been a good time and uh, met some great people, had uh, support from folks all over northeast Arkansas. And uh, I'm, I'm honest, I'm going to miss it. Yeah. And here's the thing that, that's neat about what you've been able to do over the course of, of 28 years. That's a long time in any job. Um, but as far as like being a friend of the media, because I've done this for a long time, you've been the director for the last 14 years and you really <clears throat> uh, transformed the way that the media was able to get information from uh, 911 and police and fire. Uh, and it made our jobs in media all across uh, radio and television so much easier. The work that you did because you allowed us to give information as it was breaking immediately. Uh, and many times we were getting that information within within 30 seconds of you getting it at 911. Well, you know, it's a win-win situation. We needed uh, folks to know and stay clear of those areas where we was having issues, uh, motor vehicle accidents, fires, things like that. Man, we could get that information out there so quick mm-hmm. and folks wouldn't have to call us. Because right. in the past, you know, a lot of people would get tied up in traffic jams. They would call 911 asking what's going on, which would add more work to the dispatcher. So. Right. Like I said, you know, a win-win situation. We worked well together, uh, and that's something, you know, every area needs that, uh, needs that direct connection so you can get that information out to the citizens. How important is the job of a 911 dispatcher and the people who work in that department? Because I think sometimes, you know, we see firefighters and we see EMTs and we see police, and, you know, a lot of times we'll thank them, hey, thanks for what you do. But with 911, you guys are in a call center that's, you know, the secure and protected. But at the same point, sometimes the public recognition isn't there because you're not wearing uh, a uniform when you go out. That's correct. You know, I always call them the, the heroes behind the scenes because mm-hmm. that's what they are. It's a tough job and they don't get the recognition they need. Uh, the skill sets needed for that job is just incredible. Mm-hmm. It takes people uh, not only with computer skills and the knowledge of that, but you have to have those emotional skills, communication skills. You're dealing with situations that most people never deal with in their life, but you're dealing with it on a daily basis, sometimes three or four times a night. And just the sheer volume of calls that you get to 911, be it an accident or something that somebody saw that didn't look right, or you know, there's been, you know, whatever the situation is, just the sheer volume of calls and the amount of work, it's not like there's a lot of time to just sit around and do nothing. That's correct. You know, last year here in Jonesboro and Craig County, they answered 250,000 plus calls uh, through that system. They dispatched over half that calls. Right. And, you know, as as time goes by with technology, some things are getting easier. Uh, you know, we got the mapping systems that's directed into a 911 database that will show you who to send and things like that. But there's also learning curves with that. So uh, a lot to keep up with. And, you know, Three months of training, we put them through, and uh, the way we're going to reward you for that is we're going to put you on weekends working midnights, <laughs> holidays That's what and you weekends. Do, That's part yeah. of it, you know, and that dedication for those employees. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be a cheerleader for them statewide uh, as I leave out. I'm going to work to make sure the state of Arkansas sets that as a professional standard job. 911 yeah. dispatchers, they need that pay up there. They need to be taken care of. What was it that that had you interested in going to nine one one? Because I know, like your your career path, you had done some different things before that. But once you got into nine one one and the call center, and you saw the vital need for the community, you poured your life into it. But what kind of got you to that point? Well, you know, I always tell the story. Uh, I got in by accident because it was an accident. I was a brick mason. My dad was a brick mason. I helped uh, build a lot of the schools here in, in Northeast Arkansas, Annie Camp, Nettleton, yeah. Brooklyn, Lake City. 
um, I broke my back. Uh, and, you know, years ago I did some wrestling and things like that that probably didn't help my, uh, you know, body at all. But no. <laughs> uh, it got to the point where the doctor said, look, you're going to have to quit doing this. Uh, my backup plan, I was a truck driver. Couldn't right. do that. Um, good friend of mine, it was police chief uh, Floyd Johnson. Uh, many folks uh, recognize that name. Uh, I called him and I said, look, I'm applying for a state grant for uh training and he said hey this new thing's coming in called 911 we don't know a lot about it he said would you like to go to work so i went to work the first full year that 911 came to jonesboro and craighead county so you've literally been there since day one that's correct i started out as dispatcher working nights i did some sales jobs during the day because i'll be honest with you at that time it didn't pay enough to raise a family uh but it's been a good job and i worked my way into uh training supervisor um on to director. Yeah. What a wild journey though. When you think about the fact that wasn't something you didn't set out to do that. And all of a sudden you were there. And then again, you transformed that role and made it a very public role and something that uh, the media, and I know just from, you know, us, Hey, Hey Jeff, what you got today? Yeah. You know, if, if we needed uh, to fill time or the television stations when they, Hey, do you have a story today? Jeff Presley always has something. We had something going on all the time. And you know, my hope and prayer is those folks up there will carry on with the media and make sure that that information is being disseminated. It's very important. It's yeah. a good service for our citizens. Any thank yous as you sit here on your final day as a part of 911 in the city of Jonesboro? Well, you know, I've worked for four different mayors yeah. uh, through my time and several uh, county judges and sheriffs and chiefs. Uh, I'd like to say thank you to everybody that's uh, that I've worked under. Uh, you know, they've all treated me fair. It's been uh, it's been a good ride with some good people. But most of all, I have to say thank you to my nine one one team. Mm-hmm. I've got some folks up there that uh, went overboard would help me no matter what. You know, back last year with COVID and I was down for a while. Uh, you know that story. Yeah. Well, my folks kicked in. They worked extra time to make sure my work was done. And, you know, you just can't say thank you enough to those folks for that. So the role of the 911 director and a dispatcher is something very important to all of us. Public safety is important because as we live here and we raise families here, we want to know that, you know, that we're protected. And that's what police and fire and EMTs and 911 are all about, and that's the public safety. That's correct. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize about 911. These big companies coming to Jonesboro, Northeast Arkansas, one of the first calls they make is to the 911 director, and they ask, what do you have in place to help protect our crews and our factories if we come to your area? Wow. Didn't realize that. So, again, Jeff Presley is wrapping up 28 years with 911 today. Uh, I told him that I was going to do the best I could to make him cry. Uh, And so far, he hasn't broke. That's right. But, Jeff, look, can I try? You can. Can we just try? Let's try it. All right, Kelly, let me try with this one. He does kind of remind me of Patrick Swayze. A little bit. (laughs) His dancing. The Chris Farley version. (laughs) So, does does this get you a little bit? Okay, let me hit you with another one. That one didn't make him cry. We're going to try to make Jeff Presley cry on his final day. Because really, as uh, somebody who's a public safety officer, he is supposed to have no feelings, right? <laughs> right. Well, I don't mean that in a bad way. But he's supposed to be able to be, you know, composed at all times. That shoots and memories and dead skin on trial. For what it's worth, it was worth all the while. It's something unpredictable. But in the end is right.
had the time of your life. So from all of us here, a big thank you for the work that you did. For media in general, I'll speak on behalf of all of media. We appreciate that work. Well, thank you so much. And the one thing that we know Jeff Presley did with 911 is he did it his way. It was all about my way. Oh, no. No, no, no. Wrong one. Kelly, that's not the right one. No, Kelly. It's his way. No, that is not that is not the one. I mean, if that's what he wants to play. Kelly, I think he wanted to, to do his, his cousin here. Oh. There you go. Some Elvis. And now, again, is near. So I face the final curtain, my friend. He's about to break. I'll say it clear. He's about to break. I'll state my case, of which I'm certain. This is your song, though, right? I've lived. And I did it my life as full. Well, you created the department. I traveled each and every byway. Oh, and more, much more than this. I did it my way. Uh oh. Oh, oh! Did you see it? You got a tear. In all seriousness. But then again. 28 years is a long time to do anything. It really is. Most people don't last like that. And especially in a job that's high stress. You know, the idea that the stuff that you've had to hear and the calls that you've had to take. And, you know, when you think about Jonesboro and uh, Craighead County and the tragedies, you've been on the front line for the tragedies from tornadoes, Westside. I mean, just the biggest things that have ever happened in our city. You've been right there. You know, it's... uh when I talk about, you know, the history of 911 in Jonesboro, a lot of times we think about some of the bad things that's happened. You know, yeah. we were there uh, during the West Side school shooting through uh, ice storms, through tornadoes and things like that. Uh, but, you know, we did a lot of good things, uh, a lot of good memories. Uh, we brought in the military and did a couple of blood drives. We set some records mm-hmm. to help our troops in Afghanistan. You guys were a part yep. of that. Um the Morgan Nick Foundation, the John Walsh Foundation, our Child Safety Days, you guys helped promote that. It was a great time. But, you know, we did our job. Uh, the things that we had to do in Craighead County, it was tough. Mm-hmm. Some of the bad things we went through, but that's what we're there for, and that's what we train for every day. Jeff Presley, Jonesboro E911, on his final day in office. My share of losing. And now, as tears subside, I find it all so amusing. You look a little like Elvis. Thank you very much. <laughs> I did all that. Do you see the resemblance? I do. may I say, not in a shy way. Oh, no. No, not me. I did it much. It's Jeff Presley, Jonesboro E911, on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Families Inc.
You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. All right, we are joined this morning by the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend, our best friend, and the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care. On Parker Road, you can find out more about VetCare, vet-care.com, and on Facebook, VetCare Jonesboro. Doc, I would assume with the holiday weekend, lots of people going to the lake and the river, that um, if people want to board their animals, it's probably imperative that they get them in there early, right? Yeah, try to make a reservation early if you're planning on that, because we're kind of getting pretty full, and... uh... You know, that's uh, some people for some people, they've already dropped their dogs off. They're kind of making a, a week or five mm-hmm. days out of it. And I think tomorrow and Friday will be the big days as uh, people get ready to head out of town. So let's talk about kind of how you guys handle the boarding, because obviously you do a great job with it or people wouldn't bring their animals back there over and over again. Kelly yep. uh, swears by the fact that you guys do a great job and take great care of the animals when they're boarded. Well, we try to. It's very labor-intensive, and especially when you have a larger number of animals on holiday weekends, and then, you know, you add in the heat and the humidity outside, and the, the pets have to be walked, and so it, it's it's a it's a production, basically, and, uh, but we're, you know, happy to be able to, you know, allow, have a place if you can't take your pets with you. I mean, there's a lot of clients that, you know, have, are able to take their pets, but in some situations, they just don't travel well, or where they're going doesn't allow pets, so... You know, we're happy to, um, you know, to accommodate them while, while uh, clients are out of town. Again, vet-care.com or VetCare Jonesboro on Facebook to find out more about the boarding, which, again, as we head into the July 4th weekend, uh, one of the things we talk about with you on a regular basis is kind of like um, the anxiety of dogs. And I would assume that the 4th of July and fireworks, and I mean, I've even heard people doing fireworks already, individual personal fireworks, dogs don't seem to enjoy that very much. A lot of them don't, you know, and yeah, I've heard, and believe me, if you hear them, your dogs have probably heard them a lot sooner than you did because, you know, we've talked about how wonderful their hearing is and, you know, they can hear fireworks probably from a mile away, you know, when we wouldn't be able to hear that. And, um, you know, and that's, that's the thing to remember, you know, loud noises, if your dogs don't like thunderstorms, uh, they probably don't like fireworks either. And uh, it's just one of those things, you know, this was kind of funny. I saw a uh, cartoon and it was these two dogs that were sitting at a bar having a drink. And uh, the one saying, my plans for the fourth aren't finalized yet, but I'm either cowering under the bed or digging (laughs) a hole under the fence and escaping the backyard. And I'm sure that some of our dogs are thinking, you know, it's, um, you know, just basically keep them away. Don't take them to the fireworks show unless they really enjoy that type of thing. Um, you know, try to keep them inside on the evening of the fourth, try to walk them before it gets dark, you know, so they won't have to go out and hear the, the noise, see the flashes. Um, you know, it's probably one of the biggest days of the year where pets get lost because they do try to get out or escape from the yard to get away from the noise. So make sure they're, you know, they, they have the proper ID. They're hopefully they're microchipped or, you know, even some of these new GPS collars are, are really great. Um, and remember that now cats can have noise phobias, but they're, they're probably not as bad as, as dogs. And, you know, cats tend to hide anyway. So, but remember that your your dog is a uh, den a den animal, 
and you know create a safe haven haven for it during these stressful holidays or the loud noises and you know keep it away from windows an ideal place would be a basement or a larger closet so they can't see or hear hopefully it'll muffle the fireworks uh you know use a crate if that's where your dog feels safe put some familiar toys maybe put a treat in with them to try to reduce their anxiety you know we've talked about using these uh anxiety vests or thunder shirts i've even seen there's some like uh, caps and earmuffs for dogs to help dampen the sound. Uh, yeah, I don't know how many dogs will keep them on, but uh, some of them are more like a wrap, a soft wrap that goes around their ears. Yeah. Uh, and again, their their uh, sense of hearing is so acute that it's probably not going to completely eliminate the sound, but it will, you know, will reduce it. Uh, the the uh, loudness of it. And and you know the other thing would be play some white noise. You know, or leave the TV or radio on. Um, you know, some of these noise machines that have, you know, uh, rainfall, you don't want the thunderstorm uh, mode, but, uh, you know, rainfall or wind chimes or something like that. And if you're right there, try to comfort them. Some of these dogs, they just get frantic, you know, they're, they're panning, they're, they're pacing, they're, you know, they've got that look of fear in their eyes. And just, you know, if they want to come up and sit on the sofa with you or sit in your lap, you know, allow them to do that because, you know, they can they can obtain uh, comfort from you. And, you know, just if you're remaining calm and use a soothing, even tone talking to them, pet them, you know, anything to do to comfort them. And, um, again, just remember to, you know, if, if you are terrified of storms, tornado warnings, think of how your you know your dog's going to feel if they do have that noise phobia. And you know, as as a last resort, or sometimes you know these other things don't work. You know, we sometimes have to use pharmacological intervention where we may send tranquilizers or anxiolytics to to help pets. I've already had a couple calls yesterday. Clients uh, refilling a prescription of some medication, knowing that you know the firework have already started and uh you know that will kind of take the edge off you know kind of helps helps calm them um in addition to doing these other things and just try to make it a you know a, a nice uh quiet holiday for them um and um just calm them any way you know that, that, that they'll react to I would assume it's also important if you're going to do personal fireworks to make sure that you pick up the what's left behind because I would imagine that's not good for the dogs to get a hold of too Right. You know, and I, I remember several years ago, and this was one of the craziest things, but uh, they there was a family was having their, their own personal fireworks uh, display, and the kids had sparklers. Well, one of them threw the sparkler, you know, before it burned out to kind of watch it uh, flare as it went through the air. Well, the little dachshund ran after it oh. and picked it up, and it had a burn right on the corner of its lip where it picked oh. it up. So. You know, they, and, and, and a lot of these, you know, the fireworks have some heavy metals in them uh, and some other um, products that could cause some GI irritation and be toxic. So, you know, don't, you know, dogs see something, uh, looks like a cylinder on the ground, kind of looks like something they could play with or carry in their mouth. But, yeah, just, um, you know, be sure and pick those up because something new in the yard the next morning, you know, a dog may think it's a toy or, or a treat and, and just start ingesting it. So, yeah, definitely uh, take care of the after, you know, the after cleanup of, of any fireworks that are uh, shot off. 
There he is. He is the man you need. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. Vet-care.com and Vetcare Jonesboro to find out more on Facebook. It's Dr. Kevin Reed. Have a great fourth, man. Hey, you too. Happy fourth. All right, we'll talk to you next week. Dr. Kevin Reed on the K-Fine Breakfast Club, which is powered by Family Zing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zing. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. All right, the voice of the A-State Red Wolves joins us in studio this morning. Welcome in, Matt Stoltz. Hello, guys. How Good are you morning. this morning? Fantastic. So, Good to see you uh, I noticed you're wearing your uh, A-State Red Wolves logo right there on your heart. I, I do that a lot. Right above your heart. <laughs> hey, what do you think about everything going on out there? Because it seems like, especially with football, as we're uh, getting closer and closer to football, you know, kicking off on September the, was it, 4th? Yeah, and it's cool that you guys are best friends with, with Butch Jones already. What about I that? Mean, BFFs. Regular listener to the K-Fine Morning Show. Isn't that crazy? Because we were a little intimidated, of course, the first time. We're like, he doesn't have a clue who we are. You know, he's never been here. He's been yeah. he's been hanging with Nick Saban. You know, who are we? Yeah. Who did we ever beat? And all of a sudden, he told us the last time that uh, that he was on that he listens every day. So now I'm intimidated. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Pressure. Yeah, you know, they still have a, a really close relationship. He and Coach Saban, and they apparently talk all the time. And I don't know if you're at this level yet, but Brad Bobo over oh. on the ticket was was interviewing Coach Jones one day, and apparently Coach Saban tried to call during during the interview, and he shady buttoned Nick Saban. <gasps> oh, he did not. He did. See, I so would have been like, "Excuse to, me, this is Nick." Just wait, a second. He stuck with Bobo. He over stuck Nick with Saban? Bobo over Saban. So you know, I, I've gone along with every decision he's made since he's been at A State, but that one was a little bit questionable. <laughs> that is so. questionable. Hey, but like we're seeing all these uh, new new members of the football team coming in, different people that uh, have been recruited to come to Arkansas State. I would assume the football team is going to look a little bit different when we see them on the field. It will be extremely different than what we saw last year. Just as far as personnel with the transfer rule changing and all this new stuff happening in the NCAA, we're going to have anywhere between 52 and 54 new players possibly on the roster, which is the biggest turnover that I've ever been a part of and really the, the biggest turnover that I've ever heard of in college football. So it's a, it's a, almost completely different team in many aspects and yes you know some of the players that that uh, you saw last year you'll recognize again but it's it's a very very different looking football team than what you saw a year ago which as as somebody who's going to call the games right you need to know every player and every story there's a whole bunch of new stories you're going to have to learn this season yeah i mean they're making me work so much more this year i mean usually i just got to learn the other team and a few new guys and now i've got 50 something new guys for our team i've got to learn but i I think there's going to be a lot of great storylines and just the energy that coach jones has already brought to the program and i mean you guys can feel it just when you talk to him i mean he he's excited to be here and I've never been around a coaching staff that recruits as hard as uh, what this coaching staff is doing right now. So it's it's really different, but it's really exciting, too. Well, the thing we've learned from him is he believes in the university, the facilities. He believes in the community, and he wants to wrap his arms around it. I've talked to him, and we talked to him on the air about it, too. He wants his family to be uh, integrated with every aspect of Northeast Arkansas. And I think that's that's awesome. And 
You know, we saw that, and, and Coach Anderson had a great relationship with this community, and we got really close with him. And you know, same way, I mean, just uh, just the way you know he threw himself in, into the community, I think Coach Jones is trying to do the same thing too. Matt Stoltz joins, uh, joins us this morning, the voice of the Red Wolves. Also, as we as we kind of look at what's happening with EAB and the 4th of July, we've always done a big fireworks show. And, and this year you guys have put together a heck of a fireworks show that we're doing on Saturday night. Yeah, it's it's always uh, fun going out, and you know the the Fourth of July and what we've done here at EAB over the years has evolved, right. and you know we wanted to to bring back the red, white, and blue color run, which has been such a huge success over the years. One of our favorite events of the year. That's good, and uh, I think we did, we went ahead as a group and and made the decision to wait another year with all the the different COVID protocols and everything. We're excited to you know bring it back next year but at the same time i i'm really excited to see what we have once again as far as the fireworks because brandon i know you and i and and scott seiler and our families were out there last year and i remember us looking at each other after the show and saying this is the best fireworks show we've ever had and really you go back the last couple of years we went to a different company that that shoots off the fireworks and they do a lot of like big time sporting events yeah. and uh, you know it's it's just a, a really reputable group that we found and they come in and, and and do a really really professional show it matches up great with the music that that you put together and it's a, it's a great soundtrack kind of for the 4th of July and um, you know, really the last 2 years have, have been the yeah. best shows that we've ever had when I've done shows here for 19 years and at the end of last year's, it was like the high five and it was just this adrenaline because you knew when the fireworks hit and the music ends at the right time and you can hear people cheer all throughout that Joe Matt Campbell park. It's magic. And there's people because we've heard from people who are ready to go back and be normal. Everybody wants to go back and, hey, we want to do our thing. But we also hear from people who, who still want to be socially distant. There's variants of COVID and people are trying to be careful. It doesn't matter which side of the fence you're on. Joe Matt Campbell Park is 120 acres. There is room to spread out and be way apart from everybody. Or if you want to get a group of people and your family together, you can do that too. Yeah, and I just love the atmosphere out yeah. there. And you know, just as open as it is, a lot of families get out there hours before and they're throwing the baseball around or the frisbee, and uh, they're out there. Uh, you know, I know you talked to Doctor Reed a few minutes yeah. ago. I don't know if you want to bring your dog or not, but at the same time, people do that. Yep. So I, I think that uh, it, it's a great place to hang out. And I just remember, you know, you mentioned 120 acres and all that room out there. I remember. Just the ovation that that we had from all the people last year. I've never heard a cheer for a fireworks show quite like what we had last year. And uh, I remember, and where we were at, we were kind of over there near where they were shooting off the fireworks. It, we were pretty distant from everybody else, and still, it was just such a, a loud ovation for for the show that was put together. And uh, you know, we plan to do the same thing tomorrow or uh, Friday night. Sorry, Saturday, Saturday night. <laughs> I can't keep my days together. Well, we've but. had so many different days. Typically, the way it's kind of looking is that we're going to do ours on uh, July the 3rd. However it falls, uh, it kind of works out best for us to do it that way. That way, you guys can do your own thing on July the 4th. Uh, but on the 3rd, that night, 9 o'clock, Joe Matt Campbell Park, we do the fireworks. And the great thing, and I want to thank uh, our entire admin team and the sales crew at East Arkansas Broadcasters, because there was a time where we would do an event like this, and fireworks are expensive. Let's just be real blunt. Fireworks are expensive. 
Uh, but the sales team here and the great sponsors who have been uh, who have jumped on board are making this a free event because of community sponsors, because of the people who believe in this. We get to open this up and make it a free event, which is awesome. Free fireworks on July 3rd. Yeah, a lot of businesses stepped up and, and were sponsors and really want to thank our presenting sponsors, the uh, folks that, that really stepped up this year, NEA Baptist, First Security Bank, Super Sam's Fireworks, and then uh, Barrett Auto Group. Uh, they, they've all you know chipped in as presenting sponsors and made this possible. And yeah, I mean, they're the reason we're able to, to have a, a show as big as this one is, but uh, we really, really look forward to it. And you mentioned, you know, they're Saturday the 3rd, and that's something we went to, I don't know, what, a handful of years ago, yep. starting the fireworks on the 3rd. And I, I like the idea of having the first fireworks show in the area, and I think it kind of is just a great lead-in uh, to July 4th. And um, it, it just happens to fall on a Saturday this year, which I think is great. Perfect. And it's happening this coming Saturday, July the 3rd, 9 o'clock, Joe Matt Campbell Park. Again, it's 4th Fest 2021. All of the info is up on our website this morning. KFIN.com, KFIN.com. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, we have all kinds of great guests on the show this morning. We talked to Jonesboro E911 Director Jeff Presley, his final day with 911. And I'm pretty sure that you made him break today. Yeah, he said he wouldn't cry. I uh-huh. think I got him a little bit. He didn't want to publicly cry all that much. He didn't want to boohoo too much. Yeah. But I think he did. Uh, we also talked to Ashley Thrasher this morning. She's doing a really neat stuffed animal drive, trying to collect uh, uh, stuffed animals for mm-hmm. police officers to disperse when they go to a scene where there might be kids who are upset. They could give a kid mm-hmm. a stuffed animal. That's a cool deal going on. Uh, we also talked to Gina Winchester this morning about helmets and heels for Arkansas State football. Cody Walker with all kinds of big programming coming up at the Crowley's Ridge Nature Center. We talked to Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care about firework safety with your pets. Matt Stoltz talked about a fourth fest and the fireworks that are free coming up on Saturday night. All of that on today's Brandon Baxter in the Morning podcast available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry. What's on TV tonight? America, the motion picture on Netflix. (laughs) Channing Tatum plays a chainsaw welding George Washington. Um, So he's going to retell American history. But I had to tell that because it's Channing Tatum. Gotcha. George Washington. Yes. And give me that description again. Um, America, the motion picture. After that. On Netflix. After that. Channing Tatum. Kelly, give me the first line, the description. America. The motion picture. Describe the show. Um, it's a movie. Forget it. I don't know what you're t- Turn that around. <laughs> Why is this so difficult? I don't know. What did you say about him? <laughs> it's the next part where he plays something. That's what I'm oh, asking for. A chainsaw welding. Wielding. There you go. Oh. <laughs> all well, of that. Sounded- all of that just to get back to Channing Tatum. Welding. Okay. Well, also a 4th of July edition of Pressure Luck, $100,000 Pyramid, the series finale of The Bold Type. Listen, everyone loves TV when I read it. (laughs) Dave. Yeah, nobody knows what's on. (laughs) And then tonight's schedule also includes Kung Fu and In the Dark. All right. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning. Jeez.